Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Anksid. I'm a writer at MavsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Isaac Harris, the editor of Smoking Cuban. Nick, did you watch Game 2 of the Finals? I did. So, I guess the most famous play of the Finals was the Steph play when LeBron was guarding him. When he double dribbled? Yeah, but still. (laughs) And I would just like to enlighten you and our listeners, that I got a phone call the other day. Well, I was talking to a guy on the phone, and he said, you know what? When I saw that play, you know what I thought of? He said, your Wes Matthews take. (laughs) And how you would take (laughs) Wesley Matthews guarding that guy on the perimeter whenever I saw Steph cross LeBron and go past him. Wes would have gotten crossed up by that too. I mean, that was just a, a dribbling. Like he had that ball on a string. Now he put two hands on it at one point, but, <laughs> but yeah, the, the course, rest of the time was still incredible. Of course, sports center is going to point that out to you, but Oh yeah, of course they look, they but, love LeBron, but there you go. That, that, that helped your argument a little bit, even though every single person that tweeted us was against, <laughs> was against your argument. Yeah. I got hammered for that one, but, um, I still stand by it. That's you know what I mean, what, like, what about when West shut down Dame or James Harden in that last play? I'll always remember that Rockets game where he shut him down at the end. Yeah, I'm trying to think about all the LeBron shutdowns at the end of games too. There's probably a lot. Mm, maybe. All right, so you guys are listening to Lockdown Maps right now. Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes if you're li- if you're not listening on iTunes, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to cut out that Isaac sniffle that you just. <laughs> You just gave me right there. Allergy season. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Also rate and review. Give us five stars. If you believe we we earned five stars, give it to us. We've given you the uh, Mavericks coverage every single day. So we would really appreciate that. It really helps us out. We're a smaller podcast right now. Let's get, let's show the locked on network. What MFFLs do. This is what MFFLs do. We, we band together and we sell out. That's what we do. We sell out. We sell out the AAC every single week, every single game. For the last, what is it, 710 games? I don't know. It's a lot. We need to sell out Dirk's softball game, though. <laughs> That's the next thing. We need to sell out Dirk's Dirk's baseball game, and we need to sell out this podcast. We need to get as many people listening to it. So go ahead and share. This is what MFFLs do. We band together. So, all right. This is what we're going to do today during this podcast is I have a bunch of – we did some trades in the last podcast. So if you didn't listen – Go check out the one from yesterday. It's called Trades, Trades, Trades. And we talked about trades for Rubio and Crab, which everybody seemed to love because like people were tweeting us like, yes, Crab, yes, Crab, we want Crab. And like anybody just wants to get rid of Wes Matthews. <laughs> so J- Jameis Winston, even Texas. <laughs> and uh, also for Rubio, we, we talked about some trades for Rubio. So go check out that podcast. Today we're going to be focusing on the Lakers 
and the Suns, and maybe a little bit of 76ers since that rumor came out today. But there's a rumor going around, and and you know with this time of the year that there's just so many rumors. Everything's just flying off the walls. All of a sudden, the Lakers are not going to take Lonzo Ball at two. They're going to take Fox, and like all this weird stuff is just happening, this misdirection stuff. And so another rumor came out today that Jordan Clarkson was expendable and they were trying to trade him. And so we're going to talk about some of that. Also, the Phoenix Suns are... They were disappointed getting four, and so maybe they have some trades. They they have some they have this weird roster construction where it's you know veterans like they have Barbosa and Dudley and Chan, and uh, Chandler Parsons, Tyson Chandler, and then they have <laughs> you know the super young guys. So they have Dragon Bender who's like the youngest guy in the league, and then Devin Booker who was the youngest guy in the league the year before that, and Marcus Chris and Ulysses and all those guys. So they have this weird dynamic going on there. So we might have some trades from that. And then Philly was reported today to uh, be shopping the number three pick, which I'm not sure what that means for them. Uh, I would think that, you know, they're going off the Sam Hankey model, so they might be veering away from that. So, all right, I'll give you some of my Lakers ones first. And definitely tweet us, guys. Tweet us. Mine is at Nick Van Exit, and uh, Isaac's is at Isaac Harris NBA, Isaac with two A's, or at Lockdown Mavs. We'll respond to all of them. We'll see it. And uh, just tweet us if you like these trades, if you don't, or give us a counter. Give us another trade that you got. And then, of course, at the end of the pod, we're going to talk about our Sottenham Shames because I have a couple that got sent to us that are pretty good. Also, there's a guy that that, ha- that made a Sottenham Shame that he claims is sarcasm, so we'll talk about that too. All right, so my first one. And uh, these Lakers assets are just so weird to me. I, I don't really know what to do with them and uh, because – they're, none of them are going to be superstars, so it's not like they're going to take a, a king's ransom. You know, like it's not you're not going to have to trade like you would for a Paul George or a Jimmy Butler. But they are young, and they do have tons of potential. And we've talked about how potential is valued so much. So the first one I have for you is kind of simple. So Jordan Clarkson has a, about twelve point five million dollar contract. Not terrible, not terrible for a guy like that. But his defense has just not showed up. Just year after year, just not. We haven't seen good defense from him. And uh, for him to be a starting two guard or even a starting point guard, he's going to have to show some defense. So uh, Clarkson for Dwight Powell and then a future second. Do you think the Lakers would want to do that just to, to get rid of him, to, you know, to make room for, the, for, you know, for Lonzo and all those things, get an extra pick in the deal? Just wonder how desperate they are to get rid of him. So that's my first one, just like we'll see if they take it. So how many, how many more years does Clarkson have? Clarkson they just signed last year. Uh, so he has not like he has three extra three more, three, three more years. So seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. At like eleven million or something. Yeah. No, the first one's is uh actually yeah yeah it's weird it goes down. So the this past year was twelve and a half. Then it goes down to eleven and a half next year. Then twelve and a half the year after that, and then thir- almost thirteen and a half the year after that. So it's mm. that's a weird like wave sort of contract that I you don't really see a lot. Yeah. So what about that? Now, you think the Lakers uh, are wanting to get rid of him? No, I I think they do want to get rid of him because if first they're taking Lonzo, I don't buy any of that at all. But yeah, right. Like that's just if for some I don't know crazy reason or something they take like Fox, like they're still going to have a, a point guard. So I think the logical thing is to shop Clarkson. But in that situation, I wouldn't want Powell for Clarkson. I feel like you could get more on the market for Jordan Clarkson. And then yeah, if you're going to keep a contract like that, I mean, Powell's only Powell's on the books for like three more years too at around nine or ten million. 
So if I'm going to keep a contract on my books, then I'm going to keep Clarkson over Dwight Powell. Second round pick, half the people don't even use second round picks anymore, but it's just like a draft and stash and all that crap. But uh, if I'm L.A., no. I like Clarkson, though. What about no. what about a Clarkson straight up for Wes Matthews? Oh, man. Oh, wow. That one's a tough one. I, I was For, trying to for Dallas? Either way. either like Just who says no? Clarkson for Wes Matthews. So you have Wes Matthews is at 17. Then he has that player option. So we have, you know, you're at, you're on a couple more years with Clarkson, but he's also a couple years younger. He's not that much he, not that that much younger though. I think Jordan Clarkson's already like 27. Yeah. No, that's I, wanna, I, I just lied. He's 24. I'll, I'll look it up. No, he 20. came in the league uh Is he older go, than go Seth? Ahead. Who would you, who would you who would you say? Like, who would say no? Yeah. I mean if I think Dallas would say no. And it's just because, like, are you... He's going to be 25, so... Okay, he's going to be 25. So, and we and we don't know this, but, you know, it's all about how Dallas views Clarkson, if oh, they view him as a point guard. He's going to be 25 guard. in two days. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I mean, if, if you think he is point starting point guard, like, he's going to be our man, then you do it. And then you roll with Clarkson and Seth Curry. But, God, and if you're L.A., I like, at some that. point, you got to start, you got to start moving forward. Any, yeah, especially with a new regime, you have Magic Johnson that wants to show that you know show these guys that they can win. I mean, they they almost ruined their draft pick <laughs> because they wanted to win some games and they went on like you know what was it a five game winning streak towards the end of the season? And yeah, Magic just said like I wanted to see the you know show those guys how to win. And I was like, then like that's the worst <laughs> worst time for you to show them how to win. So for me, with that trade, I might do it. Especially, it depends on how disgruntled Wes Matthews is, and and by the by the sounds of Twitter and by the sounds of Reddit, everybody thinks Wes Matthews wants out, <laughs> but I don't think that that's the case. Like I think he likes Dallas. I think he likes it here. Um, he's just kind of like he's just kind of like that everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I don't think he wants out. I think it. I think he's just a super competitive guy. Yeah, and, and I don't think he. Bad. Yeah, and the team's been bad, but I, I don't think he wants out. I think he just wants to be better. I mean that that was his whole thing of over this past year. I mean he we said it last pot like he was more pissed off than all of us. I mean he knows that he's doing bad. So yeah, and he wants to get better. So now I don't. Yeah, I I think I would say no if I'm Dallas. The thing about sending Wes Matthews to the Lakers is all of a sudden the Lakers have these contracts. Man, they they have. This is the thing about the Lakers too is they, uh, Jim Bus. And Mitch Kupchak, who <laughs> I have talked about at length with, you know, a lot of people on other podcasts that I've done, but they they just left this, you know, organization in a weird way. Like with Mozgov signed for sixteen million over the next three more years. Like three more years, not just solid. Uh, That's a solid deal. Bargain. And then eighteen million for Luol Deng, who is pretty unplayable, especially if you have two forwards in Julius Randle and and Larry Nance Jr. that should be getting all the minutes at four. Like, that should be 100% of your minutes at four is, is one of those two guys. And Lou Waldang's best position is a four. When he had that good season for Miami a couple years ago, he was playing four. Like, that's, you know, he was playing really well for them. Also, we got to watch out for these Miami guys. <laughs> these Miami guys leave, and they just get in the best shape of their lives. Like, this, like Deion Waiter's contract this summer is probably going to be pretty big. 
but he's going to go to another team and not have the same probably discipline that he had in Miami and not look as good. I'm not saying Luol Deng did that, but just we got to watch out for some of these Miami guys. Like whoever signs James Johnson, <laughs> it's going to be like that too, I think. <laughs> just he has yeah. a breakout season in Miami. Miami's almost become the new Dallas where like mediocre players go and become like really good. <laughs> yeah, like Willie Reed. Willie Reed's probably going to get paid best. Yeah, well, even, even like Hassan Whiteside. Like Hassan Whiteside bounced around the league forever, like five years or something. He was in and out of the D League and all over the place and out of the league. And all of a sudden he comes back and he's an all star. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. So the, they're probably going to, they the Lakers definitely want to get off of that Lou Aldang contract. So Lou Aldang. And I, I just t- threw him with, with all three of these young guys that I think that they want to get rid of. And uh, I'll see which one you think is most likely. So I have Luol Deng and Randall or Russell or Clarkson for Wes and Dwight. And then should I have to do I have to throw picks in there? I think it's enough just to take on that contract. Like that's, that's doing them a solid <laughs> to take on that contract. So I think Randall and Russell would definitely be off – the table on that trade. Yeah, those are I, those are the least likely, I think, for me. So I think you're looking at Dang and Clarkson. <sighs> that's, that's for like, Wes and Powell. That's thirty million dollars you're taking on. Yeah. Um, so with if if it's with no. Dwight, if it's with Wes and Dwight at that point, then you have to throw Devin Harris on it as well, just to, just to try to get you out of some kind of contract because it's it's gonna be you're gonna be taking on more than you're giving out at that point. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do that from Dallas and and from the Lakers. I don't think I'm. If I'm trading Jordan Clarkson, I'm not going to take back a big contract. So I think if Clarkson gets traded, I think you could see it like I'm calling Brooklyn up and saying, Brooklyn, I'll give you Jordan Clarkson for you know a first round draft pick or something. Brooklyn's, and if I, Brooklyn's like, no, we're keeping these. We Brooklyn just got has, them back. Yeah, they have two in this draft. So. Or like if L.A., you know, I think it would be totally feasible for L.A. to set back and say, you know, I think the Lakers had the 25th pick in this draft, this first round. Uh, 28. I was going to throw that in with one of these to see what you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like if, if I'm Magic right now, I'm calling teams or just putting it on the hotline saying, hey, leave you a message for all teams. Um, <laughs> Listen here, we'll, give, we'll attach our 28th pick with Dang or Mozgov. And say, hey, instead come take of a it. player. So let's say you do Dang in the twenty eighth for Wes and Dwight. What do you think about that? Or just Wes? Oh, is that enough for no. Dallas? Is that oh, enough for Dallas to do? You get an extra no, pick. Like Wes, Wes is a star. Like Wes is a star. I'm not going to take on Dang's contract. No. I'm not going to take him on to. Uh, no. People listening like, are, are probably all like, "Yes, get rid of him at all costs." But then you don't no. want to all Dang. Like that's yeah, that's probably even, that's even worse of a deadweight contract. Not not for Dallas. It, a team like Brooklyn or a team that's just sitting on cap space, they might say, hey, we'll take on Lou Aldang and get another pick. You know, that that might, I don't know, that might entice yeah, some people. This is not locked on nets. <laughs> if it was, we'd have, <laughs> we might have more options. Gosh, that would be hard to talk about. All right, about. so those are the Lakers trades. I, I came up with those. I don't really feel good about any of them. But... What, or let me throw you Lakers one off the yeah, top because yeah. – I mean, what about nine for Russell? I mean, I've just, just I've just heard people straight say, up. Yeah, I've I've heard like you know when that whole thing about all oh, we might trade Russell thing yeah, happened, yeah. you know there was some chatter of Mavs fans of okay, we, would you give up nine straight up for for Russell if LA said you know they wanted to do that? So at nine, I think a lot of Mavs fans are hoping that that they'll get either Dennis Smith Jr. or Neil Akina, and I think Russell is 
probably has a higher ceiling than both of those guys, right? I don't know. Still, I mean, you're Mr. He, you're Mr. Laker. He had a don't say that out loud. He had, he had <laughs> a uh, he had already had a forty point game in the NBA, and I know Brandon Jennings had a fifty five point game his rookie year, but like D'Angelo Russell has actually done stuff in the NBA. Yeah, like yeah. snitch. <laughs> no, I did. That was in a hotel room. Okay, that wasn't in the NBA. So the I, things that go down in hotel rooms. I, I would take the the proven player, even though. D'Angelo Russell is far from proven. And I just, I don't know if I see him as a Maverick. Like, I just don't, that just doesn't compute in my mind, you know? Like, I just can't see him in anything but a Lakers jersey because he just, his personality just seems so. It fits LA. Yeah. What would he do in Dallas? What would he do? He'd be an an uptown man. Him and, (laughs) him and Noel would be, would, you know, would be good together, I think. I don't know. It's that, that's an interesting conversation but that would be kind of selling a little bit i mean you obviously la would be selling really quick on russell but i think i don't think they trade russell i think russell and lonzo is i think they work russell also has a team option next year and then he'll be a restricted free agent after that so you're really only getting two years of d'angelo russell which they they yeah. traded nerlands you know right True. at the tail end of 20 to 22 games until the end of his deal so i would do that i would do nine for d'angelo russell if that's what they wanted to do, but I don't, I don't see why the, the Lakers would want to do that. Well, who would they? I mean, if, who would they take at nine? Anybody? Because then it's just like they wouldn't take okay, one of the guards. They wouldn't take one of the guards, but I mean, the chance of you know Jonathan Isaac, Markinen, you can get somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, to, would be interesting for them. Can you imagine Markinen? I mean, can you imagine a starting five of Lonzo? Ru- no, we just said trade Russell, Lonzo. Clarkson. Whoever. And Clarkson. Maybe. Ingram, Randall, and Markinen. That'd be interesting. Zach Collins would, might be interesting for them, too. Yeah. yeah their like defense Zach, is that, really bad. Yeah, that, that would be – I mean, Zubach did good. But, but yeah, I mean, it, w- it would be interesting for yeah. sure. I don't I don't think they trade I like Russell Zubach. anyway. I like Zubach. But, well. All right, so give me your Phoenix trades then. Let's move on to a different team with other problems. <laughs> yeah, so Phoenix – I mean <laughs> – with other pro- Phoenix, Phoenix is kind of like LA. You look at their team and they have these like kind of young assets, and you're like, what? What do they need? And it's yeah. not from our point of view. It's kind of harder for teams like that it, without knowing the value they put on some of their younger pieces. You know? Yeah, like what do if they LA, think? What do they think about Tyler Ulis? Like, you know, is he? Yeah, is he like untradeable or is he? You know. Yeah, like, is he untra- like? What do they think of Marquis Chris? Do they think he's a future star? Do they think he's a center? Do they think he's going to play three? You know, there's so much stuff like that. But I just have s- some simple Phoenix ones, just straight up, um, just straight up one for one. And it's not like any of this other stuff. Brandon Knight for Dwight Powell. Wow, that's a that's loaded right there. A lot of there's a bunch of people there's a bunch of fans MFFLs that wanted wanted the maps to get Brandon Knight at the trade deadline this year. Is there somebody that's more? I feel like Brandon Knight could be had for a second rounder at this point. Right, like I feel like they're just trying to get rid of him. Uh, and I think I think he'd be good with Carlisle. Like I think Carlisle would make him into a good guard. You know, like under Jason Kidd, he was really good. Like he was borderline all star for the for the the Bucks at the beginning of that that season where they were playing really well. Yeah. When was that? Was that last year? <laughs> Feels like forever ago. I know. I think it was what two years ago. Probably. So, yeah. Especially if they get a guard. Like, let's say they, let's say they take Fox. Yeah, four, and they kind of surprise some people. 
Blood. I mean, Knight ha- has to be gone. Yeah, I mean, you got it. You got it. Eulis, Bledsoe, Knight, Booker still gonna play the two. Some Barbosa still around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Maybe. so so Brandon Knight for Powell's interesting at least. You know, that's contract. Out, that's yeah. That's taking on some more contract. Brandon Knight, twelve and a half million this, this past year. Thirteen and a half, fourteen and a half, and fifteen and a half. So, at the end of that contract, you're taking on five more million, which. I don't know, not a ton, but. And you look at value. Are you are you going to get more value out of Brandon Knight at that cap number than what you're getting out of Dwight Powell sitting over there filling up probably, water bottles? Probably, <laughs> probably. But also, like, then just your point guard situation is so weird then. So then you have Brandon Knight, you have J.J. Barea, you have Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you do with that, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you obviously only do that deal if you're Dallas if you think Knight can be, you know, your – your point like what if you get jonathan isaac or somebody at nine and you turn around and you're like okay we need a point guard and you can't trade for a younger one you don't know what to really do and you're like okay we can get brandon knight for dwight powell let's plug him in so it's just an option i just thought of it and i've seen it what about what dang, if dang last year brandon knight for phoenix he played 50 games and he averaged almost 20 points wow, 20 points four rebounds and five assists Jeez, I didn't know that. That's like a really good season. I would, I would take. Yeah, that. I did not know he had those numbers last year. Also, the Milwaukee season was a fourteen fifteen, so it was two years ago. Okay, two years ago. So what if Phoenix says and he's only going to be twenty six this year? That's the age. Of I would, t- I would take that. Yeah, I would take that. Dwight yeah, Brown, for sure. It's just Phoenix might just want another body up front if that's the case. Um, okay, so what if, what if Phoenix... Marquise, what if Phoenix, Marquise, Chris, and Dwight Powell together would be interesting. <laughs> just, it's like, hey, just guys, like, just go, jump on pogo sticks. <laughs> just jump around, guys. They just play jump around the whole time. Marquise is like, this is how you catch a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. Um, all right, so what if Phoenix is not on board with the development of Dragon Bender? Ooh. They looked at, they look at kind of like his just development some and they're like hey we have chris you know maybe they take josh jackson at four like a lot of people are saying jackson yeah. or tatum and they think highly of tj warren like all this stuff so and if you're dallas would you do nine for bender no i wouldn't either i think that i think phoenix looks at bender and thinks of him as another rookie though Oh yeah, like oh another, I agree with that. Another yeah. rookie coming in. He's already he was already the youngest player in the NBA, and then he's gonna he barely played. Like how many games did he play last year? Like 30? 43. He played forty three games last year, only thirteen minutes per game. So he, he's coming in pretty, I mean pretty green. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. We've also seen how these you know these stretch these stretch bigs have been you know yeah, touted in that's, the league. And that's the thing, like you know, Phoenix is like, hey. Like he was super raw. Let's let's just see if we can get something really good for him. We don't we're not for sure how he's gonna fit long term. They trade him to Dallas for nine and then they can turn around and take whoever they want at nine. Man, he so, was the he was the fourth overall pick last year. Okay, if you're Phoenix and are you saying you wouldn't do it from Dallas's point or Phoenix? Dang, now I'm thinking about it. Because if you're Phoenix, what if you can walk away with this by giving up Bender and then walk away with Dennis Smith and, you know, Josh Jackson? But thinking thinking about 
what we we knew about Bender last year, like with his scouting report, where would he go in this draft? He would probably go right around where Laurie Markin's going, right? Like they're yeah, pretty. I good. would put him yeah, right. He'd be like range. ten. He'd be like ten or eleven. Yeah, because that draft just wasn't as good last year. So pr- I would probably not, especially if, you know, especially if Frank Nealakina is there. And there's there's a story that came out about Frank Nealakina today that I got excited about. Well, I'm all about Nealakina. So so am I. I think that's, fam- I think that's who the map should go for. Well, anyway, since I since I already talked about it, the story that came out today was Jonathan Wasserman. Uh, he's a draft expert for I want to say he used to be draft. Yeah, he still is draft.net. Uh, no, no, he's Bleacher Report now. Uh, he said that an exec scout told him that Nilekina's wingspan was seven foot one, which for a guard, I mean, when they measure you, like when you get a physical, they tell you if you're a square or a rectangle. Like he's even more of a rectangle than normal rectangles. Like if your arms are, if your wingspan is longer than your height, which mine is, like my wingspan is six foot five and I'm six foot two. So like yeah. I'm a rectangle, but then like other people that I know are the exact same dimensions in both ways. Yeah, you're such a square. And, and so in the NBA, like people talk about wingspan all the time, and they, I've heard that that wingspan is one of the only measures that you can make about who's going to be a solid defender. Like who, like the only sort of thing that you can look at and be like, if a guy has a wingspan, then he's probably at least going to be a decent defender at that point. So, yeah, I mean Donovan Mitchell's is what six ten. Yeah, six, yeah, his, his oh, yeah. huge too. So that I mean. It was rumored to be about seven feet, but now if this report is true, then seven foot one is like that's a solid seven foot one. It's not like a rumored like it's not it's not looks like seven foot and it's actually six nine. Like <laughs> like yeah. I, ju- I just came from the Dallas Wings game tonight, which is the WNBA team, and all of their listed heights are all incorrect, like just all wrong. Like they're all <laughs> really bad. Like like there's this one girl named Kayla Thornton that's that's listed as six one, and I stand next to her and I'm like a head taller than her. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're not six one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. With I mean, with Nilakina, you can kind of sum him up really quick. That makes it really I don't know um, something that you like. Whatever word you want to use for that. Six five. Any like six five. Yeah. Six five seven one week span. He's eighteen, and he can shoot from the outside really well, and he can play both positions. And if you're so. sold on Seth, which I am, and then a lot, also a lot of Mavericks fans are sold on Seth being the you know the guard, the lead guard of the future. Whether he's the point guard or not is it's kind of irrelevant in this this NBA. But but it being the lead guard, then you want Nilekina and you don't want Dennis Smith because Dennis Smith and Seth together would be not that great. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about that pairing. I think I I do agree with you. I like Nilekina and Seth better than. All right, because of the finals, uh, do you have any more trades? I mean, I have my mega trade. Do we want to get into that or save it? It's a mega one. It's a four-team trade. What what were you going to talk about the finals? I was going to say, with the finals, I have this trade for you, this random one I thought about. So it looks like the the Cavs are going to want to get rid of Kevin Love because he's like, what do you do with him? Like, what do you do with Kevin Love at this point? Like, he's playing pretty well, but he just doesn't help you in the way that they need help. Why is he the blame and not Kyrie? Well, but, but Kyrie won them the finals last year. So, so he has, he sort of has the benefit of the doubt, but like your problems, your problems with the Cavs are not what Kevin Love brings you, you know, like it's, it's defensive intensity. It's, you know, defenders on the wing. It's, you know, more, I guess more shooting. I mean, he does bring shooting, but if you could get a couple shooters for him, so would the Cavs entertain, no. Some form. <laughs> no. 
Kevin Love for Wes and Seth and maybe something else. Maybe like Devin Harris too. Oh, I don't I wouldn't do that if I'm Dallas. Really? No, I you wouldn't like give him. up. I love Ke- I love Kevin Love. I want to get set that straight. I think he gets kind of screwed up. He gets kind of like the boss treatment. Yeah. And I loved him in Minnesota. I loved when he went. A couple years ago, like when 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 Love was on the table and he was on the market, like I feel like Mavs fans were just ki- like just gunning for him it's all over the place. That they wanted Kevin Love. I think he would he would be solid alongside Nerlens, but I don't know. I I like Kevin Love a lot, but I don't know. If he would be worth Wes and Seth, I don't know. That that would Thing be is, tough. People, you, I mean, we want to get rid of Wes. He would be good for the Cavs. Seth also. Which, the, the Cavs couldn't do this like from a PR standpoint because if they get Seth Curry, then it's just like the whole the whole story would be like Cavs can't beat Warriors. Decide to get you know MVP to, former MVP's brother. They have to take on Cur- another Curry. And then, the, of course, the story would be like, what kind of insight can he give about his brother to the Cavs? You know? Gosh. <laughs> Jeez. They I don't know. I just thought about that one because the finals were so lopsided. They need some more. They definitely need some more shooting, and they need some scrappy defenders. Seth's at least a scrappy defender, and then Wes obviously can – he would at least hold his own against that Curry dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? He would? Better than somebody else on Cleveland? All right, before we before we finish up here, let's do our, our Sotnam shame. I just have one that I, I saw today that was it just stuck out so much I felt like I needed to share it. <laughs> so so on Facebook, this guy Rommel Revizio Revosa? I don't know. I'm totally butchering this name. It's uh Rev I L L O Z A. Revioza. Maybe he's a cousin Wingardium of Sotnam. Reviosa. It's probably Reviosa. Hmm. Okay, so he says, and this is definitely Sottenham shame level, Wes Matthews in a second-round pick for Clay Thompson. Dot, dot, dot. What do you think? <laughs> what What do I think? <laughs> what, do, what do you what, think? What am I thinking? I'm thinking about when you type that in and you push the tweet button, I want, I'm thinking about do you honestly think that that is a, a solid trade when you ask <laughs> – <laughs> I, how fast yeah. does bob myers just hang up the phone at that point like like donnie calls him and says hey uh bob yeah how you doing man how the how are the wife and kids uh how about wes and a second some, something around some 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 deal with wes and a, one of our seconds for clay thompson click <laughs> done just bob <laughs> bob out like I feel like Jerry West. Donnie, Jerry West is in the room behind him. Is like, what did he say? And he's like, he want they want to trade for Clay Thompson. What are they gonna give him? Like West and a second round pick. <laughs> and then just Jerry West just causes up a storm. <laughs> Don, I feel like if, if you're Donnie, you're just Snapchatting that with like a filter. <laughs> you're not even calling. You're not even gonna text. You're just gonna snap with some funny filter and be like, oh, this is what I'm offered. So, all right, that's the Sotnam shame. If you guys don't know what that is, it's something we started. Send us screenshots or just, you know, quote tweets of the worst possible trades that you could, you, you see, because there's, they're all over the place. We see people say, oh, what about this guy? And what about this? And blah, blah, blah. Somebody sent one in. It's a Southern, Southern villain at Southern villain, which is David Diavo. Another name I can't really pronounce. Sent us in this one from this guy, Cobra Slayer, that said, uh, for Philly's number three pick, send Wes and nine. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> not not going to be able to do it. 
That was his Satnam Shame. So send us send us all of them with the hashtag Satnam Shame, and uh, we'll read the best ones on on the air. So. All right. Well, we're we're over again. We're never going to hit our time. I think. I think this pod is just going to end up being thirty minutes every time. Every time. But we'll save your four team trade for tomorrow's podcast, uh, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Lockdown Mavericks. I'm Nick Angsted. This has been Isaac Harris. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already, and rate and review this podcast. It really helps us out. And uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Peace out. Boom. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17